Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dads on the Fly podcast. I'm Caleb Simmons. And I'm Joshua Simmons. We are two brothers who love fly fishing, our families, and our men of faith. But like most of you listening, we're still not experts on any of those subjects. So our hope is to speak with as many people that we believe are experts on these subjects and pose the questions that most of us are asking. So thanks for joining us along the journey as we seek to inspire and encourage dads and anglers as we wade through fishing, fatherhood, and faith on the fly. Dads on the Fly is brought to you by Catch Cam Nets. Catch Cam Nets, where you can build your own net. It's your net, so you choose every feature. Check them out online at catchcamnets.com. Dads on the Fly is also brought to you by Trout Routes. Joshua, when we are looking for new places to go catch trout, I can think of no better resource to use than the Trout Routes app. It has been an awesome thing to help us find more trout to catch. Yeah, man, whether exploring new water or just being a new angler at all, Trout Routes now includes all of the lower 48 states on their amazing app that can be found anywhere you get your apps. So make sure and download Trout Routes today for all your fly fishing adventures. Well, hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dows on the Fly podcast. I am Caleb Simmons, joined as always by my brother Joshua. Joshua, how's it going, man? Happy Father's Day, everybody. Uh, we are celebrating Father's Day today, and we thought we would record an episode. <laughs> Good way to do it. For our Father's Day celebration. We have uh, both been doing a lot of fishing, man, and we wanted to get some just uh, updates about those adventures. Uh, both of us doing kind of some same things and some different things, so we wanted to kind of talk about that. But we wanted to make sure and tell everybody, happy Father's Day. We hope that all of you have a wonderful week and hopefully get some time to spend outside or uh, just being present with your kids this week, wherever you are. Uh, and we, as always, we thank you for listening to the Dads on the Fly podcast, and we want to make sure and include that with everybody that just uh, have a happy Father's Day, man. We told our dad happy Father's Day. He's coming over to eat with us here in a little bit. Uh, Going to have a little father time, so good good times here on Father's Day. Absolutely, for sure. Yeah, happy Father's Day to everyone, and especially as you mentioned, our dad, uh, we are grateful for him and uh, excited to be able to celebrate Father's Day with our families here in just a little bit. So we got kids outside bouncing around on the trampoline, and uh we're stuck inside the, not stuck inside. We chose to be inside the basement and uh, hanging out and going to record this episode. Kind of reviewing, as you said, uh, some of our most recent trips and a lot of fun that we've been having lately. Because you and I uh, have had an opportunity to get out on the water a lot lately. And uh, that's not always very common. So uh, we want to take some time to just kind of celebrate some of that and talk a little bit about what we're learning. But before well, we do that. Yeah, before we do that, because we're going to jump right into some recent updates and maybe some tips and who knows what else for everybody in the uh, kind of warm water summer fishing times. But before we do that, we just want to give an update. Retreats for 2023 and 2024. Folks, we are so excited to announce that the 2023 fall Albie trip is full. So we are pumped to hang out with those guys. Can't wait to get down there. I'm only, uh, you know, four or five months away here. So we're pumped for that. It is a full trip. Hopefully one of those will be coming up in 2024, but that one is full now. But we want to give a big shout out um, and a big thank you to our buddy, Fish Hands Frankie. Fish Hands Frankie had put together a little recap YouTube video yeah. from the 2023 Dads on the Fly Father-Son Retreat. Father -son retreat. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't checked it out... Yeah, you should you go it's, check him out on YouTube. It's a really, really good uh, video that he put together that kind of just combines a lot about what we're doing. And so, if you're interested in learning a little bit more about our father-son retreats, uh, I encourage you to go check that YouTube video out. You can find it on 
our socials. You can find it on uh, on Frank's YouTube channel. The YouTube channel just Fish Hands Frankie, and you can see that video there and uh, learn a little bit more about um, what the Father Son Retreat all entails. And because of that, I think because of that video and some other listeners that have been catching us out, we are we are only two spots left for the 2023 spring. I mean, excuse me, 2024 spring dates. That's April 26 through 28 of 2024. We only have two spots left, folks. So that has uh, filled up pretty quickly. And the fall 2024 dates, we hope to announce next week. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're trying to get those. Uh, we're trying to work with Lake Logan to get those uh, sort of reserved. So we hope to be able to announce those next week. So that gives you two opportunities um, next year in 2024 to bring you and your son for a weekend here in West North Carolina fish with us. Now, something I got to do at some point, I got to figure out how to make this work because we've had some comments. We got to figure out how to do something with father daughters. I have a daughter, had some other people want to know what we can do to how to make this happen. So we're, we're, uh, the brainstorming has begun and I am, uh, trying to figure out how we want to make this work for, uh, for father daughters. And so I know there was one comment out there. Can't wait to be able to do that with my daughter. And so we're going to figure out how to make that happen sometime, hopefully in 2024 as well. I think that's a good thing, man. I'm excited about that. And uh, really excited about these retreats coming up in 24 and, uh, it's cool to see them already filling up. And, uh, we got a couple of folks coming back, which I thought was a pretty cool way of saying, Hey, it, it's a trip worth taking. So, yeah, uh, we have multiple repeat customers, which is really awesome. So I don't know what that says. Maybe we uh, maybe we did good, or maybe they just liked where we stayed, or or, <laughs> or maybe uh, Dad just cooked good, and that's what the it was. fishing was good. It was, it was just kind of all about. But uh, check out the video; it was really good. Um, we really appreciate uh, Fish Hands Frank for doing that for us. And uh, man, thanks so much, Frank. So before we dive into some fishing updates, man, we've had I don't know we've had what four or five episodes since me and you have just kind of sat around and talked. And uh, what have you thought? I thought. Uh, I just thought some of these episodes were great. You know, people really, really loved the uh, the episode we did from the film festival with like yeah, all the different cool. guests. So that ended up being really cool. That maybe everybody wasn't, uh, maybe I wasn't thinking it was going to be really cool. And then there's another one that really people really loved was uh, uh, the Catch Cam Dead episode. So we've done, you know, Catch Cams. We've done Turtle Box. Man, we've really done. When's the last time we did an episode together? It's been a while. It's been a while. So uh, we've really got some great episodes back there. You need to go check out. I think the Father Son Recap was our last episode. Yeah. Um, so it's been right. you know like one, two, about five episodes worth. So we hope that you guys have enjoyed those. Check it out. Always please leave us some feedback. Shoot us an email. Tell us which ones you like. Um, about things like that. Yeah, and uh, we really appreciate you guys what you did. We asked in the last episode if you could really push those uh, Apple Podcast reviews. We're only uh, nine reviews away from 100, and when we go, when we get to 100, we are doing a giveaway for podcast listeners only. It will not be on Instagram. We are going to give away. I, I'm not sure what all we're giving away yet. Definitely some fly tying tools, um, maybe a little Angler's Coffee, a little, little dry dropper Angler's Coffee from our buddies over at Angler's Coffee. Um, possibly also uh, some Dads on the Fly uh, merch, merch and Hats, and maybe maybe even a hat in there so yeah we'll see i'm just kind of looking over there in the basement of all the things we might could uh, give away some for some people so i'm um, excited to do that so as i said if you haven't reviewed scroll down click that five star button at the bottom of apple podcast leave us a rating review we greatly appreciate it yeah for sure that's uh we really appreciate it, it helps get the word out about the show and uh thanks to all you guys who continue to kind of believe in what we're doing here and now on to the fishing 
Yeah, man, it's been a it's been a wild season here lately of a lot of a lot of fishing, and I'm super grateful for it. You know, summertime's usually not a huge trout time for us. Well, you see, we haven't been after much trout lately. We really have it, and and that's been the wild thing because when I started fly fishing, like I thought that's all you did was trout fish, and here lately, discovered so much more out there. And really, man, I'm just gonna be honest, I've I've we've talked about this some on the show, but. I've really found the new addiction, and I, I am I am hook, line, and sinker, full force into chasing some smallmouth. Well, let's a new thing. Before me. we get into that deeply, I want to talk about one thing. Since it is Father's Day, you had the opportunity on last Monday to take our father out on his first float trip on our Smalley water, and uh, you got a great picture with the one fishy caught. So if if you could uh, just talk us a little bit about that, yeah. So that was really cool. It was kind of a, a impromptu trip. Um, Dude, wild enough, my whole family was pretty much gone all last week. I, like, batched it up all week, which was a really weird experience. Yeah. Because I am super extroverted, and not having a lot of people around was weird for me, coming home in the house, being really quiet. It had some good moments, and then there was a lot of moments where I was like, man, I'm really glad I have a family that I get to hang out with a lot. Um, but anyway, so, uh, yeah, so kind of impromptu, hollered at Dad and was like, look, kids are going to be gone Monday. I've got some time. I can get off work a little bit early Monday. You don't go float the river, and he was fired up about it, and uh, it was a really, it was a really cool trip. Um, weather, we, it seemed like I could never catch the weather right for this thing, and it was so true for that day. That Sunday night, it had poured the rain and uh, made the water really murky. Um, it had kind of cleared up a little bit by the time we got in that afternoon, but uh, it still wasn't great. But we ended up getting a couple of fish in the boat, and uh, Dad had a great time, and I had a great time with him. It was, it was just a really cool experience uh, being out. Uh, being out, just like what we talk about doing with our own kids, I felt like I got to experience it with dad. Yeah, so that was really great. For sure. And one cool thing, I mean, I thought the one fish he got was really nice. He got a really nice smallmouth uh, on it the was, fly. It was one of those really cool moments, too, where I actually felt like I knew what I was doing. You told him where to cast? Oh, yeah. I told him right where to put the fly. I told him right where to cast. told him kind of how to strip it. And sure enough, bam, biggest fish up. we caught all day was right there. And that, was so that, was, that was a cool moment for me. I, I'm loving being able to do that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm still figuring, especially smallmouth, I'm still figuring it all out. But uh, I think I'm finally getting to the point where I can say, hey, look, go here, do this, and try to try to get people successful. And, you know, I'm not an official guide or anything. For but sure. I'm still enjoying You're still the enjoying opportunity to be able to, be able to do that. take some people fishing. Yeah. And uh, I think about a week before that, we, you know, I was not able to go with you and dad because I was getting on a plane, which we're going to talk about here in yeah. a little bit. But uh, about a week before that, we had a trip with a buddy. We were going to go smallmouth fishing. Yeah, we fishing. sure did. And uh, a longtime listener, friend of ours that used to live here in town, now lives kind of across, a little uh, kind of across town on the other side of Asheville. Uh, he got with us, and uh, he had never called a smallie on the fly. Yeah, um, he'd only I think he only ever caught trout on the fly. And uh, we took him fishing, and he got some smallies. Um, I think you had a pretty good day that day, if I remember. I, I was rowing a little more, trying yeah, to just de- learn to spot. We had a decent day. You caught some good fish We caught that some day. good fish that day. We, it um, kind of came in a weird spurt. It was like, yeah. uh, like a couple of hours where it just got so hot, and yeah. we, we nailed them, and then all of a sudden it kind of turned back off again. But the moment of that day was a little adventurous. <laughs> I forgot about this story. I'm it, glad you brought it th- up. This had to make the podcast, because <laughs> yeah, sure. my wife was like, if you don't put this on the podcast, <laughs> you, you got a problem. <laughs> So, uh, I think there were two things, but one I remember more than the other. Well, yeah, one was pretty, yeah. one, one made a pretty eventful moment. So, water levels were a little bit low, but they it's kind of like where we've been liking it, too, yeah. because it's kind of what we've been doing with the Smalley trips. And, uh, you know, we had, anytime you get 
our, our river rat, who, which we love, um, is awesome. And but when you put three people on it, you're going to be a little heavier. Just for sure. For sure. So you're going to maybe hit a rock or two that maybe you don't when it's just me and you on the boat. Or Yeah. Or four or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say a lot more than one or two, but yeah. So I think I've talked on this show before that, you know, a while back I splurged and bought the new Orvis waterproof backpack. I'm sure there's a specific like size to it that all the gear nerds like really know which one. But anyway, it's the waterproof backpack. I, I just love it, right? And what we started doing with it is we've put it on the fronts on the back of the front seat of the raft. Yeah, it's a pretty good spot for it. So that it front holds. Seat, you you set it down on that, and then the person that's rowing can reach all the fly boxes and and all the gear and everything, and it stays out of the way. But also, yes. is it's, it's a pretty comfortable it's a spot, spot for it. Okay, so I believe we were. But we learned a very valuable. Yeah, lesson we're gonna we'll tell you about a little very valuable lesson. This is a valuable lesson for boating in general if you're on a drift boat or a raft or in, in our case if you don't have a big like deep hole yeah. in the word to put stuff down in so we put that on the back of that seat we're i don't know we're probably about halfway through the trip yeah, not quite but yeah yeah and um you know we kind of get kind of pinned between two rocks not in like well, a dangerous spot anyway it's like no low water we but can, we get to we get to this section of river that is actually the lowest water section yeah. of that entire stretch of river that we, we had to float. bounce a little bit and so we we're we knew it was going to happen. Like, hey, we're going to get pinned here. We're going to get stuck. We're going to have to bounce around a little bit. We're going to have to probably probably pull some. And at this so, point, you were rowing. Yes, I was. And, uh, you know, I had gotten better that day. I'd only got pinned like once. Yeah. And uh, you had been pinned a couple times already. Yep. And I'm just going to blame it on the water, not your expertise skills. So, thank you. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> but I was in the front, and I was like, hey, I'll hop out and just pull. Because it was warm. We, we've been waiting when we want to. Uh-huh. I was like, we'll just pop out or something. And I went to jump out of the boat. When it did, it like turned. It like we hit another rock and we're just bouncing. It bounced something. And next thing I know, my Orvis bag is free. oh, it's gone. It's yeah, free. It's <laughs> I don't know what the. So I was looking for a song there, but yeah. it, it's floating. It, uh, it is all by itself. Yes. So it is headed down the river, and yeah. we are, and we're stuck. Well, not only that, at that point, I'm about ready to swim. Yeah. Because not only is the bag worth what the bag's worth. Oh, it's got all our the flies. Our entire boat box is all in there, which in has there, yeah. every fly that people have been sending us. Yep. All the flies you've been tying for yep. smallies. Like, it is it is going down the river. Yeah, it's gone. It's, it's not gone. It, it but it, it's way out in front of us. And I was like, dude, we got to get So we both get out. We start dragging. It, <laughs> we never really asked our buddy Clint what he thought about all this. But you know he was sitting on the back like thinking, what in what the, heck the heck have I got myself have, into? Have I gotten into Because he, like, at that point, I could care less about catching any more fish. Yeah. We got to get the boat. Yeah, box. for sure. I mean, yeah. we got to get the boat box and the bag back. Well, and that's the thing. That that section is is low water, but then it's got deep holes. So, like, well, and there's it's no like good way. Some rapids that can get out from you. Yeah, and there's no good way to really kind of get down that section without kind of so at this point i become like you know the guy on the top of the columbus boat i'm standing up there like (laughs) the lookout keeping my eyes on the and you're just like i'll pull us through so you're pulling um and then you start front rowing and rowing and and what probably was like four minutes but felt like 40 felt like a long time we successfully take the new catch cam net and (laughs) (laughs) scoop up and make the catch of the day which was the boat bag (laughs) yeah and uh and the bag slash uh boat box and uh so what we learned from now on 
we strap that bad boy down. Yes, it has it really great strap. straps. Yeah, you know? I like, don't know why we why never we done that do that before. And we strap it on, so no matter what happens, it yeah. doesn't go up. That was a bit of an experience for sure. I can just, <laughs> I can just remember being so frustrated because like we'd start to make gains on it, and, we'd and then we get stuck the front again, row, and then bam, we'd hit another rock and get yeah. pinned again or get stuck, and we'd have to hop out real quick, push through, hop in, row, 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 row. I kind of felt like the uh, uh, you know Viking um, oarsmen on the old Viking yes. boats, just like row. Yeah, we were <laughs> like we were just like rolling, <laughs> but everything was safe. We didn't yeah, we even lose a slim jim. I mean, nothing even came out. Uh, Pringles got pretty the Pringles nasty. got a little wet, but uh, <laughs> but nothing was completely lost in this uh, in this adventure. And oh, man, I miss my Pringles. The bag has been fine since, and now we know to strap it on. So I guess yes, we do. Words of advice: anything you're going to put on your boat, other than your rod. I mean, even our rods. When yeah. you're When you're not holding them, any little bungee cord, way to strap things down. I mean, obviously the turtle box we keep stretched down. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's huge. You know, without – and just think about how many – so you've been on – how many float trips have you been on since that? You went that day, then – That day with you, I've been on – I've been three. No, well, you took Dad. Yeah. You went with our buddy from Maggie Valley Fly Shop. Yep. And me and you and Foster went. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, like, three or four. Mm-hmm. And um, without – what is the one thing we don't forget now besides our rods? Oh man, we got to take the turtle box now. Yeah. That's where it's at. And uh, folks, just it's remember so that. Funny. <laughs> the guy, the one that I got, uh, the guy that I took Friday, yeah. he just bought one. Because uh, he just bought one. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, there you go. He's got one because so, uh, uh, he's heard us talk about it so much. And he's been a couple times with us now. He knows. And he, he can't knows. go without he's it. Like, man, I got to have that. So, uh, so just uh, remember, folks, Dads on the Fly is brought to you by Turtle Blocks Audio. And if you have not seen, heard, listened to, watched us, put it on our boat, seen pictures, uh, we do not leave home without it now, especially when we are fishing from our raft. Turtle Box Audio is an indestructible, loud speaker, Bluetooth, huge battery life that will yeah. go wherever you want to take it. I saw a video the other day uh, that they had posted, and there's like a high school football coach using it to blast music to like recreate fan noise. That's, po- that's pretty cool. <laughs> that just shows you how yeah. loud these that things shows are. You how loud. But they, they blast. They're totally indestructible. Great. So make sure yeah. and check them out at turtleboxaudio.com. We no longer go anywhere. We're going to the beach this weekend. Taking them with me. Taking both. Yeah, we got yep. both of them. Taking mine with me for the beach with my family. We're going to be uh, stereo sound for the first time this weekend. Oh, that is good. Yeah, we're going to hook them up together. That's exciting. Yeah. We'll stereo That's up. Be a good time. So a uh, good time. So through all these smaller trips, man. Yeah. One other thing that you've been doing, obviously, through, through all these smaller trips is you've been doing your no rabbit hole of research and reading and yeah. you we need an update from behind the fly tying vice yeah and uh, all of our fly tying vice updates are behind the fly tying desk are always brought to you by nitrous fly co if you need some soul some tools some tools fly tying some tools, tools some tools or scissors i was trying to say scissors and tools yeah, at the same time uh, if you need any of those guys check them out anadromous fly aflyco.com and uh use dads on the fly for 20 percent off of your purchase caleb what have you tied that is new to the small oh world? man so many things that i've been tying lately that have been been a lot of fun um some of the things that I've really learned to tie lately that I've really enjoyed are just a lot of these bait fish patterns that smallmouth love. Um, tying up a lot of uh, articulated game changers. Uh, tied up some Murdoch minnows the other day, which are apparently Murdoch supposed to be really minnows. good. Um, and uh, they're just big, flashy, white bait fish patterns. Uh, and then, but the thing that's been killing it lately, which I don't know, man, I don't know if it's just this river or what, but there's this fly that I just came up with that is really killed it every time we've gone out there have you um, named it yet 
I've thought about names, but I'm scared to say names because I'm scared it might give away the river. But okay. maybe not. I, well, no, probably not. Not for our listeners. So oh, yeah, really? we, we call it. Alice. Yeah, we we'll we just, call, I call it the dirty bird fly. I'll leave it at that. I call oh, it the dirty bird fly. The dirty bird fly. The dirty Is there bird. a dirty bird fly out there? I uh, probably. Oh. So <laughs> I don't know how this works with like creating flies and I don't know, man. Flies that, that's just what I call it. You know, it's got probably a technical name and it is just a variation of something else so i don't really know how you go about naming flies or getting a fly named so after not, you we're not sending it to so, uncle yet no definitely not but um <laughs> definitely not but uh it, it's been a sweet fly man and it's it just continues to produce over and over and over again for smallmouth um it's a bullet head streamer with um i mean it's basically a, a zonker with some extra flash and and a really cool um uh and just a little hot spot up front. I think yeah. I talked about it on the show before. But uh, it, it's still, man, for some reason. And I'm starting to tie it in different variations of colors. And it and it seems to. All right. I got to ask you a question slay. from fly, in fly tying. Yeah. Because you do a lot more than me. Okay. Um, not that I, I just haven't had time lately. What do you think that some of these bigger, like take away game changers. Because I know there's like some segments to that, right? Mm-hmm. But this fly you were just talking about. Yep. Do you find it? easier or more difficult than like your technical frenchy def- like you know what i mean like your tiny yeah. bugs because in my opinion is sure. and i've only tied a few yeah. of the big streamers or whatever it that's I, a really I good have, question i have more room for error it feels like because i could just throw another wrap cover it and like yeah. just throw some material it doesn't seem to have to be yeah quite i as mean these precise. big these big streamers i mean you mentioned game changers like they're really hard game changers are actually extremely easy um they're I mean, it's, you just got to get the little spines and tapped on there, and then it's literally one material over and over and over again. They just take a long time because it, it's a big fly and lots of stuff going on. But I definitely think I find it easier to tie some of these big streamers than I do, especially some of our really intricate. Like, like the dry flies and stuff? Spe- yeah. Oh, gosh. I'd re- I'll tie 100 streamers before I tie a dry fly, especially like something with a parachute post or something because it just takes so long. Yeah. Um, you know, some of these big articulated bugs, I haven't spun any deer hair yet, so that's something I got to learn I'm how to sure do. I'm sure that's difficult. That I, that I do want to learn how to do, that I'm excited about, probably maybe trying to tackle this summer. Um, but, yeah, man, I mean, that, that fly I just told you about, it's so... You knock it out It's now. so nasty. It's just, you know, yeah. I don't really care how ugly it is, because it still seems, as we've talked over and over again, ugly and, flies seem to catch fish. And while we're on fly tying, you did something exciting last week, man. Hosted a little fly tie meetup, right? I did, yeah. So That's I wanted to just throw that in here. Fly tying meetup with our church. Um, that was a lot of fun. Had about five or six guys come out. We hung out and tied some flies. And what'd you tie? Just about. some. Everybody tied something different. Um, Were they all the, people two, who had tied before? Uh, two of the guys, me and one other guy, had been tying for a really long time, and so we, um, he and I, just kind of practiced our own stuff that we'd already done. Okay. And the uh, other three guys were fairly new. One had been doing it for like two or three weeks, and two of them had like. They yeah, had the stuff, point. and they had tied, like, years ago, but hadn't picked it up in a really long time. And so that was kind of cool. So we all tied our own things for a while. Those three guys were tying, um, like, little midges, and um, uh, they tied waltz worms because they're yeah. really easy. And then I taught them how to tie a woolly bugger. So remind fun. me we can talk about waltz worm here in a little bit. It'll be okay. fun. Uh, yeah. happened out in Texas. But that was fun, man. So, yeah. And then uh, it's, it's been a good time, man. Chasing Smalley has been so much fun. I got to go Friday and finally had the day I'd been – dreaming of for a long yeah, time a big and uh we caught big fish but we just caught the numbers man we caught i think we probably caught 40 to 50 smallmouth. yeah and one of them uh my buddy that was with us landed man he you talk about like a cool fish um he cast it into this hole he we we stopped at this hole right before what we thought was going to be the really good hole and the really good hole didn't produce at all but we stopped at this other spot 
and he casts it in and I'm casting in and he casts it in and he sets the hook and he's like, Oh man, I think I got a nice one. And sure enough, dude, he, he reels it in cause it's, it's kind of off the bank. We couldn't see it when it hit. Yeah. And then he reels it in and there's this huge deep hole that we're kind of, uh, stopped outside of yeah and man when that fish got into that hole we were both just like i mean our jaws dropped because this fish was huge i mean it was a monster uh small mouth you could tell uh she had probably spawned three or four weeks ago she kind of had that flabby belly and she was fat and man dude it was it was huge man we probably fought it for three or four minutes and uh i I did try to i did a decent net job but uh my favorite thing about it is (laughs) this is definitely uh uh, PR for Landon is the biggest smallmouth he'd ever caught. And uh, when he finally, it was kind of that thing of like when he set the hook and gets it in the, gets it in that hole. And I'm like, dude, just don't lose it. Don't lose it. Like I'm freaking out for him. I'm like, don't lose it, man. Keep running. And this guy's a god. I mean, he's caught way more fish than I ever have. I'm like, just don't lose it, man. Don't, we got to get this thing in the boat. And I've got to freak it out. And he's not saying a word, hardly. Like he's just real focused and done. And then all of a sudden, we finally get this fish netted. And I turn around and he is literally just shaking, like his fist is pumping. It's, it. it's kind of like buck fever. Like yeah. you've ever been hunting with a guy before. I mean, he is shaking. He didn't know what to do. And literally the rest of the day, I mean, we'd be sitting there casting. We we caught a ton more fish even after this fish, and we'd be sitting there casting. He'd just be like, "Dang man, I can't." For, that fish was so big. That fish was so awesome. So we talked about it forever. I and, mean, it uh, was such an awesome fish. And so, did you run the? Uh, did you catch cam net that bad boy? Oh yeah, man, catch, catch cam you. net made it happen. So uh, we definitely we definitely caught. Um, Used the catch cam all day for, so, for netting fish. We doubled up one time. Got two fish in the net. Uh, yeah, we're gonna post that, that with cool. the catch cam. Uh, the catch cam net. So uh, yep, it was fun. Uh, folks, we, uh, really appreciate, man, just the opportunities we have. We don't take for granted to live right here where we do. Absolutely. When we come back from this little break, we're going to take right here. Uh, the first thing I do is I gotta go check on my ribs. I got in the smoker. That's right. So, we got, we got some good ribs. We got to check on. <laughs> that's and, my uh, first thing. I do. And then so we're going to take back. a quick break for that. And I probably need to check on my kids to make sure they're not hurt or hurting each other. So, um, father's day in full form around here. And then when you come back, you're going to get to play uh, interview here and I'm going to, yeah. Take Cause I'm excited to hear all about the Texas trip and all the fishing that you got to do. Lots recap. of fishing that we've got to have here lately, man. Yep. And I'm excited to talk about it. So we'll take a short break. We'll be right back. Dads on the Fly is brought to you by Maggie Valley Fly Shop. Maggie Valley Fly Shop is your go-to stop in Western North Carolina for all your fly fishing needs. Whether you're looking to book a guided trip or you're wanting to go catch some gear that you may need before you hit the stream, hop into Maggie Valley Fly Shop, grab a cup of coffee, get all the gear you need, and go enjoy a great day on the water in Western North Carolina. You can also check them out online at maggievalleyflyshop.com. And we are back, and let me just say the ribs are smelling so good, Joshua. I'm excited to chow down on those as we celebrate Father's Day together here in just a minute. But uh, we want to take the second part of this episode to talk to you, Joshua, a little bit about your fishing trips that you've got to have uh, really in this past week. Um, you got to take an awesome trip with your wife. Uh, I think it's great that she was working and you were fishing, but <laughs> and I'm sure that she loved that. But um, you guys got to have some fun together as well. You, you took her to the to the silos and got to go see all Joanna Gaines's amazing stuff out there. And um, she posted some pictures last night, and I think my wife was probably living a little bit vicariously through those. But uh, while you're out there in well, Texas... Oh, see, no, not, go well, ahead. See, now you can... Now you, that trip's more... Like it's more appealing for you. Oh, it's extremely appealing. After now I saw and listened to you and saw the pictures of all the fish that yeah. you caught. So now you got though. fishing on top of it. So yep. here's gonna the have thing. To happen. Uh, so just how this worked out, I think we talked about this on the episode before, but uh, my wife was fortunate enough to be invited to speak at a conference with her work. Um, and uh, just a big shout out to her for allowing me to go with her. 
Uh, it was kind of like one of those things where she doesn't f- love to fly, so I'm kind of like her support animal, so I needed to be there anyway. Uh, That's why uh, you really went. You were so, the support animal. But, but you know, uh, it was one of those deals where I got to tag along. and uh, but, it, but it was cool. Before I talk about the fishing, it was, it was really cool. I got to, on Wednesday when she spoke, I actually came back from fishing early. And I uh, got to slide into the back of her presentation oh, cool. to kind of hear her speak. So it was really cool, cool to man. understand more of what she does and her her line of work and engaging students and, uh, and keeping them, uh, you know, to help all of the things that she does for them at the community college level. So I was very excited to get to hear that, understand cool. kind of more. So that was kind of cool. Met some of the people that she worked with. Um, but, yeah, on Tuesday, got to take her up to the silos, um, see Chip and Joanna's masterpieces of things. And let, let me tell you one thing that was cool about that now. Let me all start. Right, like, it would be it. a cool yeah. kid trip. Really? Like I would have loved, dude. They have a turf wiffle ball court. Oh, I saw that field right in the middle of the whole thing. <laughs> you got me. Cool, yeah. So you got these silos. You got all these yeah. little shops for moms to go walking through and all this stuff. And you got little and all the food kids trucks. And dads are playing with literally, ball. dude. I wanted to go out there That's and play. Great. Like these dads were playing with their kids, and it's like intense wiffle ball too. Oh, they have awesome. a fence, so like you can try yeah. to hit it over. And like there's bases, and it's like it's like Wrigley Field of wiffle ball. It was really That's cool. Awesome. In fact, I've pretty sure we can make that happen at my in-laws place i'm kind of thinking about it. we can make that happen because you just cut the grass i mean it was all i like it, it was really sweet that's great um and also there was this really cool church they had moved into the middle of it yeah an old church uh, a lot of posts and pictures that uh i'd love to have my guitar just to play in that church like the acoustics would have been yeah, sweet cool. so i actually enjoyed that day um obviously it was the first time Laura and I had been able to get away since COVID. Um, yeah, so that was kind of huge special. for, yeah. that might be one of my dad tips of the week. As much as we all love our children, it is nice to spend some time with your wife when you yep. get a chance. And uh, so Tuesday was all uh, me and her together. We did we did Waco, kind of drove around, saw everything, went through Baylor University, checked out. You know, Laura's the kind of person when we do these things like this, you know, um, you know she actually started Googling like some of the houses they had done. Oh yeah, yeah. So we like, <laughs> so you like did the tour. So we're like riding <laughs> by these people's neighborhoods, you know, like slow, like just looking at their houses. It's not like oh, we can go funny. in, but you know, yeah, you could see yeah, like yeah. the house. So we rode by some houses, and we kind of went all over. And uh, no, it, it's so weird, man. You know, we don't ever travel much at all. We talked about this when we went to Salt Lake City. Um, this was a small plane, but we had to rent. A, we rented a car because I knew it was going to be doing some fishing. I had to go to different places, yeah. and uh, just some things about Texas. Well, first of all, renting a car now is so much easier than when I was. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you like just show up, I'll like give it app. You no, it's an app or something. Yeah, or? Everything's on an app. You just yeah. check in. You get that. You have. They keep a card on file, and then I mean, I'm sure all these people who do this all the time know this, but yeah, have, the key's just sitting in it. When you bring it back, you just leave it, and they come get it. It's all That's secure and everything. Yeah, it's way different than the whole. So the process was super smooth. But we rented a car, and the main reason we rented a car because we knew we were going to Waco, and so we get out on the interstate for the first day, driving to our hotel. And a couple things about Texas from our Texas listeners: they go fast in Texas, man, <laughs> and it's not like. But they go fast legally. Yeah. Like, we get on the first interstate, the speed limit is 75. Nice. Well, then the day I go fishing by myself on the float trip, I get on this two-layer road, the speed limit is 85. Like, 85. (laughs) And I'm going 90 thinking, like, dang, it's like a... You're in the flatland, man. I mean, I guess... I guess that's what you do in the flatland. I don't know. I could have only imagined going 90 around here. Yeah. But, um, so that was kind of interesting. But, obviously, after Tuesday, Wednesday morning... I had the privilege to do some fishing, and we had reached out to all of our listeners. I had put it out there. Hey, I'm going to be in Austin. Put it on Instagram, too. I think I don't even think I put it on Instagram. I just put, I put it on the show, and a lot of people reached out and said, you need to talk, talk to and get up with Chris Johnson of Living Waters Fly Fishing. So made some calls, got it worked out, and you know, I don't know if it'll be next week or whenever week we want to drop yeah. it, but I was able to sit down with Chris Johnson Wednesday morning at his shop 
what, I don't want to talk about it on this because I've got a whole episode with him. Yeah. What a cool story of how he Can't opened a shop there and, and what he's doing. And so we did an episode for, you know, he just opened the shop to me, met me early in the morning. The shop wasn't open until 10. We sat out, hung out, got me a Round Rock donut. It was pretty good. Uh, and we sat there, did the episode. And he said, all right, man, let's uh, let's rig up and go fishing. So uh, he he was actually having some back problems. He, he went with us for a while. But he got me with this uh, 16-year-old kid named Mason. And I, I'm going to send this to Mason, so I hope he'll listen. Because Mason is a fishy dude, man. Yeah. And... Uh, and we went to a place called Brushy Creek. Okay. Right there in Round Rock, Texas. And when I left for this trip, I had really no – well, there was a couple things I wanted to do. I wanted to catch some Guadalupe bass because I'd heard that was the thing to do in Texas. And then I started researching this fish called the Rio Grande Cichlid. And I don't want to speak because I asked Chris all these questions about it, and he tells all the, like, where, why it's there, or whatever, but it's native to Texas. Okay, and uh, I'll post a picture. You saw some, yeah. I saw it's a couple. A, of it's them. a wild, wild fish, right? It's a look, weird looking fish. Yeah. So, um, so we go that morning after we finish recording the episode. We meet Mason in a in just a park, man. There's like people riding bikes, swing sets, and uh, you know they're getting their morning walk in, jog dogs, and and I'm like, well, okay, you know, I was wondering, I I didn't know, I, I, yeah, you know, we hike in here, we didn't have 20, no, 15 seconds, we walk, and we're in this creek and. And you're right in the middle of this park, but we go up to this rock face, like 20-foot rock face, and we start fishing. There's this big rock, and he's like, look, you want to just throw this? I thought, what was I doing then? I might have been, was I dry dropper? I think I was dry dropper fishing. And, dude, we were catching, I was catching mainly sunfish, yeah. panfish. Yeah. But these guys are, they're just so tuned into what it is. So I'm catching these panfish, and they're like, cast here, cast here. And it's kind of like catching – we've caught tons of panfish, but never in a river, really. Yeah. You know, I don't catch yeah. a lot of fish wading in a river here yeah. because our rivers are cold. They're not going to live there. These are warm water rivers, and these panfish are just all in this place. And they're like, they're going to be here, cast this way, dry, and you missed that one. And it was like, I got, I got that a lot. Nope, you didn't Because <laughs> it wasn't like our – A little different. Well, it wasn't like the attack on the dry dropper on trout, you know, yeah. when you really see that dropper or that dry fish, yeah. the dry fly. It would just kind of pause, and if you missed it, man, you were done. He's like, "Oh, you missed it." It's cast again. <laughs> um, but we're we're fishing, and Chris is like, um, he told Mason, he was like, "You gotta, uh, you gotta get him to catch this this long eared sunfish." It's like, "What's long?" He's like, "Cast right here, cast right here." And Chris can see it. He's sitting up there. He's like, "Cast right here," and it's drifting, and they're like, "No, we didn't take it." And it's all so is these fish are tiny. But you're sight fishing them. Yeah. That's cool. And he's like, cast her hair, cast her hair, cast her hair. And so we do. And finally, I hook into it. And what it is, is it's that like bluish one. I, I oh, yeah. I remember the picture. So I'm gonna post, it's, it was a beautiful fish. And um, so we fished this spot for, you know, however long. And uh, they're like, all right, we're going to move down this other spot. And uh, we got a little streamer action. Um, he's like, you're going to cast right here and it's going to be a large mouth and bam, there it was. And, uh, <laughs> so you got that species off the list and we're all in this one Creek, yeah, you know, and then, uh, Chris has to go to the chiropractor. And so he leaves me in the, uh, faithful hands of, uh, Mason and me and Mason go to another stretch of river and we catch, uh, we got the guad, the Guadalupe bass, which nice. is something we wanted to do. And, and then we were after that cichlid, you know what I mean? Yeah. We were after that cichlid, after cichlid. And, uh, those things are not 
super easy to catch. Yeah. But he got me on one. It was sweet. Um, small. It, it was not the biggest one I caught. I caught a bigger one on Thursday, which we're going to talk about in a minute. But um, to, to kind of just interact with Mason, young kid, you know, about to be a junior in high school, to spend the kind of morning with him. That's cool. Learning from him and him doing a great job of instructing. Uh, got to take him to lunch at a cool place in Round Rock. And it was kind of like a cool day for me to just hang out um do some fishing now i will say it, it is toasty in texas <laughs> um, warm. it's warm we wet we wet weighted and uh i just wet weighted chacos all day and it's warm only saw one snake there you go which uh, i asked when we got there i was like all right boys it's hot i mean like surely there's snakes yeah. right he's like oh yeah we usually see plenty of snakes I was like, okay um but you know only saw one snake that day that's good but a beautiful little stretch of river and so then after we ate lunch i was like i gotta go try this again yeah because i had like an hour yeah maybe 30 minutes before okay. i had to go back to hear laura speak and uh dude i went and i got to where i could spot these cichlids but i could not get them to eat huh. and it was so weird i it, i could not get them to eat yeah but uh i was i was on brushy creek and there's just all these little walk you just walk up it it's like a walking trail and you okay pop. yeah and i'm just walking and hitting these spots and um there's so many fish in that river. Like I start casting, there's huge there's catfish just sitting there. Oh, I didn't wow. hook into one, but yeah. they were just laying there. <laughs> there's just fish over. But finally, I got to where I was just sweating. I was like, all right, I'm going to the house. Um, so that was day one. Cool. Little morning way to Brushy Creek. Six species. That's wild. Uh, of fish. Yeah, that's okay. pretty cool. Um, and then day two, and day two was a day of fishing that I will never forget. So I leave day two and I drive early on. Um, Thursday morning, I guess it was, and I go meet. Sorry, right, it's just a soccer ball into a wall. We got a soccer game going outside. We got a intense, uh, you know, yeah. game going on right, right outside here, us right yeah. here. Yeah, uh, I drive down to the San Marcos River. Okay, and I meet up with, and I'm going to send this episode to him, Mr. Jim Kettleman. And Mr. Jim Kettleman was just the coolest dude to spend the day with. So we uh, we get in a little. Little rafts, very similar to ours. He puts me up on the front of the raft and uh, got four weight and five weight. Uh, we have to kind of, there's a dam right at the start. We have to slide down, slide the boat down this little boat slide and walk or whatever. Now, anyway, we get in. He's like, here, throw this first. And dude, we're not in the water five minutes. And I have hooked into two, what I consider very good size sunfish, like big. I guess we would call them brim, but yeah. they kind of have all kinds of names for it anyway. They're, they're huge. And I mean, we ain't been in the water five. He's like, right here, bam. And, and Mr. Jim goes on for the rest of the day to just put me on so many fish. And this river is just, it winds. Hmm. Um, so I don't know how much, I, I told him he was going to drop me the pins. I don't know how much we actually covered, but it felt like, I mean, we floated just pretty much all day. And it just winds and winds and winds. And a beautiful river. Um, didn't see another boat all day. Oh, cool. Just me and Jim. And the fish were just everywhere so i had a couple goals i wanted to catch another cichlid that day and uh wanted to um obviously get on squad loop bass so some different techniques that we did we, we streamer fished a lot I streamer fished a lot at the beginning of the day and then he he changed me over to uh at some point during the day we changed over to a dry with a micro leech behind it hmm. and uh i kind of started figuring out where these guadalupe bass were living and uh we had a couple of cool things one, I caught a big, a good size largemouth on the. Um, so we did, I think, how many species did we say we did that day? I think it was eight. Wow. I think we did eight species that day. Cool. Um, but the, uh, one of the coolest eats we had all day was there's, there's this log, so much um, structure in this river, right? So much structure. And we fished, how you would tell me, you know, he could, 
I think he, he appreciated that. Obviously, I wasn't a professional, but I knew enough what I was doing to know where to fish. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, so, okay. like, we just got to talk, and yeah. he was like, just, hey, structure. And I was like, yes, sir. And, you know. Um, but uh, we, we hit this one spot, and I was like, I'm going to throw right here on the other side of the structure. And I kind of just drug the popper, and you could see the leech behind it. And this bass just comes out, and you know you get to see the eat. Yeah, and it was cool. Poof. Yeah, and uh, and that was one of the coolest things we had all day. And this was toward the end of the float. And I don't know about you, but when I'm when I'm with you, or if I'm on a guide trip, I never want to make this statement, which is, if I could just catch one more. <laughs> yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because then you like to put the pressure on. Yeah. But I had said that in my head, but not out loud. Okay. Yeah. And uh, and then I caught that fish, and I caught uh, probably. About I felt like then we got on the Guadalupe bass for like the last 45 minutes. Oh, it was cool. a huge fish day. Um, you know, a lot of panfish, a lot of Guadalupe bass, nothing crazy size. Like there was not a fish that was really, really huge, but to see him eat and the sight fishing of it was, was really impressive. That's cool, man. Had to be a really neat experience checking out a bunch of new yeah. species. And uh, I think it's just so cool that we get these opportunities, like you've said, and um, it's neat that the podcast has kind of brought this about. I mean, you got a chance to, go meet some cool dudes in a really interesting place and you know I, when i think texas i don't think fly fishing i think unless like you're down on the coast but um it sounds like sounds like you figured some well, stuff out there i was just thinking how much fun my son would have loved it uh and that's what i would tell anybody in the area go check out living water fly fishing book a trip with jim because no was i catching 20 inch trout all day no but it's not really what i wanted to do i could do that here yeah. um i wanted to see a new river and I had a blast. Like it got to be the thing where I was I would fish into a hole and I would hook in I would get mad because you would hook into a sunfish when you were trying to get that bass behind and oh, the bass wow, would yeah. come out at the sunfish, oh, you know. Crazy. There's yeah. just so many fish. That's cool. There were these gar everywhere. Yeah. Like being at an aquarium. Yeah. You could just see them. And <laughs> I was like wild. I was like, Mr. Jim, we gotta hook one of these gar, we gotta hook one of these gar. And he's like, Well, they don't really eat like they yeah. don't always Well finally I got I, we were I can't remember what flat was. But I finally got one to eat. Oh, wow. And when he ate, I didn't – because of the way they're jaw, you have yeah. to set it to where it just, like, sticks in them. And so he ate, and it was, like, 20 seconds. He was <laughs> yeah. um, big carp in there, too. Mm -hmm. But for me, the coolest part of the trip was the Rio Grande's again, the cichlids. Yeah. So I caught two really nice-sized cichlids that day. And what these cichlids do is – it's hard to explain unless you're there. But you would come around the bend of a river – and then the first spot, Mr. Jim's like, all right, we're going we're gonna to get out right here and wade. And he's like, we're going to easy wade back into this little, like, still water. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I'm going to look for him. And he could spot him. And he walked me through how to do it. And you had to get the line tight. And that fly has to sit on the bottom. And he yelled set. And that's how he was the first one. Oh, wow. Well, the second one, I was like, all right, I want to see if I can do this. And so... He was like, here they are. He's like, wade this way, yada, yada, and we're fishing out of them. And, and it's like this little red fly that Mr. Jim had tied. And, and I saw that thing, and it didn't like – it doesn't like come up like a bass and like explode on it. It just kind of like swallows in its mouth. And, mm. But you can see it. Mm. And so it's really cool because you're sight fishing yeah. to, to these fish. And, uh, man, such a fun day. Uh, big shout out to Mr. Jim. Thanks so much for the hospitality. And, uh, you know, I f it was hot, but we got some wind. And we were able to stay completely from getting too sweltering hot. And it was just a huge, it was a, it's one of those days I think everybody needs sometime to just like, I wasn't trying to put anybody else on fish. I wasn't, it was just like, I just got was to go fishing. Enjoy. I yeah. was fishing That's and cool, just man. seeing the sights and, uh, 
really cool place. Really enjoyed it. I would love to take Foster back. He would love it. Um, and and that was my wrap up of fishing in Texas. That's cool. And man. I would definitely go back. That's awesome, dude. Sounds really neat. It's cool too. I think that uh, your first day there, you got to hang out with that. You know, teenage kid. And I think a lot of times for those of us who've been maybe fishing for a while, we think we don't have a learn a lot to learn from these young guys. But the more I'm hanging out, you know, the guy I took Friday is a lot younger than me, and uh, they they got a lot to teach me. That's for sure. So, no, Mason was great. He he started. He's got a cool story. He started tying at the shop at like twelve. Oh wow! Um, he's cool, been man. tying for forever. That's awesome. And we know we talk about that some of the episode with Chris that you know, he's created an atmosphere where parents can feel comfortable leaving their kids um, for a night of tying with those guys. They do That's a tie. Cool. He's got the biggest fly tying selection in texas it's insane wow. that's awesome. um and uh yeah he mason had tied up so that's you know he he hooked me up with some of these flies i brought home and showed me kind of how to tie some we're gonna stay in touch i got his number and um he was he was a great guy to hang out with and then kind of kind of best of both worlds I had mason on uh on wednesday and then mr jim who's got kids in college wow, and so cool, uh, kind of full spectrum of that's it awesome. and a uh, really cool thing so uh yeah super fun definitely want to go back uh the re- i'll post some pictures of the rio glands and they were they were awesome and that's cool dude. and on the way home <laughs> on the flight home the guy saw me with my rod you know because i carry yeah. my rods on the plane and uh <laughs> the guy said uh are you have you been here fishing or are you going fishing i said no i live in Asheville. this is a young kid well, i'm a college kid yeah he's like oh we're going up he's like did you catch any cichlids while you're here <laughs> <laughs> that's he's cool. like i was like yeah man i got he's like, known for. he's like were you at living water fly like he's like oh, so it's cool. really cool people that's do neat. those guys and um also on uh, Friday before we left, got to go to the uh, Haller Brothers store, the original oh, cool. Haller Brothers store in Texas. Uh, spent some time there, and it was kind of cool. The guy at the register, um, you know, talked to me and checked me out, and he'd heard about the show. We were talking a little bit, and they That's had some F three T posters, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. They were about to show the films, yeah. and so that was pretty cool. We That's talked awesome. about those, but uh, all around great trip. Uh, got back late on Friday night, and. Uh, I'm excited for the rest of the summer, man. We got we're gonna do some fishing this weekend. Yeah, yeah, we are. We're headed to the coast, man, and I'm excited. I mean, man. we got we, gonna, we got some stuff going on. We it's, maybe, it's it's been the fishiest summer we've ever had. We may be getting on some redfish this weekend. So we're hoping. I mean, it could happen. It's all DIY, so we'll see what we, we get into. We, we have to get off some redfish this weekend. <laughs> yeah. So uh, stay tuned for that. Yeah. Um, one last thing before we close, and uh, in spirit of Father's Day, before we left. Yeah. Oh, we I went, think it was that Saturday or yeah, something. We maybe. went that Saturday. Yeah. Uh, your family had t- taken off, and we took uh, Sunday. Sunday. It was Sunday. We yeah. took uh, Foster for our little short trip right here in town. Yeah, and uh, had a blast. Didn't catch a lot of fish, but got Foster on the oars for the first time, spinning us that around was a little wild, bit. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, uh, and it just reminds that. me something that we talk about a lot, and we talked about this when Chris down in Texas too, which is what makes Brushy Creek so awesome for him. It's right across the road from him. Fine fish. Find adventure right where you are. Yeah. You know, you don't have to go across the country. Yep. And as a dad, take your kids out and get them involved in something mm-hmm. right local. And, uh, you know, if you don't know where that is, find your Trout Unlimited, find your uh, Backcountry Hunters and Anglers or your Native Fish Coalitions and, and you know, get involved with those people yeah. and uh, get some opportunities to get people out outside, get your kids outside. I think that's true, man. I think it's a great point. I think a lot of times when we think fishing, we think great adventures, we think we got to go really far away places, we got to head out west. But, man, there's so much great stuff right in your hometown if you can just look for it and find it. So try to figure out what that is. And uh, and I think that's a good kind of tip for all dads is to figure out wherever you are um, how it is that you can get your kids involved outside and because we, we just continue to see the benefits of that over and over and over again. So, Josh, this has been fun, man, just kind of recapping some recent trips. And uh, we got some more, as you just said, exciting stuff coming up in the future. Um, hopefully we can get on some saltwater fish this week. And 
and uh and next week as well for me is i'm going to be doing some diy stuff down on the down on the coast myself so um we're excited man it's good good summer and hope all the dads out there listening uh have had a great father's day this past weekend and uh continue just to keep keep getting after it yeah you got about four days to try tops and shrimp flies yeah, uh, and I have zero material to do that. Yeah, so we're going so to gonna have to out. do some research here. Maybe yeah. take some clouders and shrimp flies, and for sure, because I don't know, like if you're not, if you're going to stay to, you're not buying flies to fish out of, man. It's going to be tough. I don't know what you're going to do down there. We it's going to be tough. See what we can do. So, yeah, I'm, I'm um, hoping. I'm hoping. Unless you get some very out. generous people that start to send you stuff, because <laughs> yeah. that's the whole deal. You said I wasn't yeah. going to buy any flies. You've I not really done want that. To. You have I, fish I and flies people have given you. Absolutely, several flies, but you have not bought a fly a year and. Almost uh, two years, about eighteen months now. Yeah, look at you. So, yeah. so um, happy Father's Day, folks. Uh, I'm very blessed. My wife gave me three awesome uh, fly fishing <laughs> books, That's cool. um, including Mr. Rosenbauer's new book, Trout, which I will be uh, diving into tonight. So, hope everyone got their uh, fishy Father's Day presents. I like it. And uh, until next time, Caleb, I think we're good, right? I think that's it, man. Thanks, everyone, for checking out this episode. Until next time, tight lines. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dads on the Fly podcast. We hope this episode has inspired you as a parent or an angler. If you've enjoyed this episode, please check us out at dadsonthefly.com. There you can subscribe to our email list and find out all the things we got going on here at Dads on the Fly.